For our guest this morning, this is our second message in a three-part worship series that's titled Created to Be. And the object of our worship series is to help each and every one of us to understand that we have all been created by God to be, to become something. Last week we thought about what it meant for us to be created to be authentic. And in that, we, we looked at what it meant for us to be genuine representatives of Jesus Christ. In our words and in our actions, how do we reflect who Jesus is to the world? This week we're going to consider what it means for us to be created to be creative. Because I think one of the great gifts that God has given us is the gift of creativity. To be creative. And even greater is the invitation of God to use our creativity for God's purposes in this life. Now, I remember a, a long time ago when the art institutes used to put a drawing and the, the, a little magazine, and they would invite you to try to freehand draw it and then submit it to the art institute for them to look at and to assess. How, do, how many of you remember those days back when they used to have magazines, right? You know, kind of thing. And it was their recruitment tool. They would get people to submit their artwork, and they would recruit based upon that. And they would decide if you had the talent for the Art Institute to offer a position for you to come and be a part of it. I decided to give it a go one time when I was a teenager. So I took the, the little picture. If I remember correctly, I think it was a pirate with a pirate hat on was the picture at that time. And I decided to freehand draw it, do my best at it, and submit it. And I did. How many of you have ever received a rejection letter that tried its best to let you down gently? Right? You know? I, if I remember correctly, now this goes back about 40 years almost, but I remember that vaguely the, re, the rejection letter said something along the lines of, we are sure you're creative in some way. It's just not ours. Right? Which makes things interesting in my household because I have a whole bunch of kids who are artists. I got a whole clan of kids who are all artists. Kendra, all the way through junior high and high school, our oldest, was into art. That was her thing. Soccer on the soccer field was one of it, but art in school was one of her favorite subjects. This is actually one of her pieces of art. It is her collage interpretation of modern religion, religion in the modern world. And that was kind of her concept. I don't think like an artist, so to imagine and to put something together like that fascinates me. She was actually on her way to State Fair Community College in Sedalia to study art as an undergraduate program. Life took its little twist and turns. That didn't happen out for her, but she's still an artist in many ways in her life. Her younger sister, Crystal, was also an artist all the way through grade school, junior high, and high school. She was also an exceptional soccer player, but she loved art as well. Now, her art has taken on a little different form. She likes to take palettes apart and then make them different things like furniture and bars and, and all the sheds and all these kinds of things. That's how art plays out for her today. Our youngest, Brooke, as you all know, she's an artist as well, all the way through grade school, junior high, high school. She went on to college and studied art education and art history at college and now teaches art at a little school. About a year and a half ago, you always know, no, we went out to her senior art show. Now, this is one of her pieces that's from her second year of art and, and here locally, but out in Ohio, as she concluded her senior year of art, she did a whole theme of creation. 
and then used different kinds of art to express the different points of creation. She had oil, acrylic, and watercolor paintings, photography, clay, sketches, textiles, wood reliefs. All of this was mixed together to express her understanding, her artistic understanding of creation, creativity. We're pretty certain that Jordan, our son, is artistic as well. It's just that he's too busy working and pursuing his career to do anything with his, his art right at the moment. But for all of us, you know, you understand, all of our kids, evidently, they are very talented, they are very artistic. But the one thing that I know is they didn't get it from me at all. The best that I could ever muster was painting by numbers. How many of you remember those, right? Yeah, you want to join me in that club? Or connecting the numbers so that you get a picture out of it eventually. That was my form of art. Now, interestingly, though, I know that many of you around here are very artistic. You are very talented. You are very creative people. We have fine potters and painters among us. We have people who have an eye for the interior world and how to design and craft beautiful interior spaces. Craftspeople who build and design for the exterior world and use their hands. Engineers, we have wonderful gardeners, writers, poets, singers, actors among us as well. And for those of us who can't do any of those things, we sit and applaud the ones who can. Amen, right, dear friends? All of us. All of us know what it means to be creative, to experience creativity, to be creative, to have talent. Some prominent, some out front and center, some kind of subtle, some of us maybe not so much out there. But but we have talent. We have creativity and the creative ability within us. Because God has crafted us to be that. Creative. I'm going to go out on a, on a limb, hopefully not too far on a limb today, but I'm going to assume that almost all of us are familiar with the creation story. We have heard about the six days of creation in the Bible and then on the seventh day that God rested when God saw all that it was and that it was good. Now, I hope you don't get stuck in the number of days. That's not where we're going to go this morning. Whether you want to believe in six literal days over here or you want to believe in six figurative days that took millions of years between each one of them, that's up to you. Believe whatever you want in that. It doesn't matter at the moment because the whole point of this is is that God was the initiator of creation. For us as a community of faith to affirm God as creator and in that God created us to be creative as well. And there's a curious moment though in this Hebrew story about creation. You think about it, God creates the man, and from that, God says, though, that it's not quite complete. God needs a perfect alternative to the man, right? That the man needs a partner that's just as equal and and will help and be a good helper as well. And so God creates animals, beasts, and wildlife that fly in the air, right? You think about the order in which they have put this story down. God creates man, says that he's incomplete. Next thing you know, the story says he creates animals. Kind of an odd mix there in the way the storyline goes out. But then God sees that it's still incomplete and God creates woman. Here's what I want you to concentrate on for a moment. God could have easily named every single element of creation and then brought them to the man and the woman and said, 
this is cow, this is mule, this is bird, this is rabbit, this is Scott, right? It could have easily have done that, named all of creation and told the man and the woman what each element were, but that's not what God did. Think about the grand little play that goes on in this moment as God forms each animal out of the dust, creates from the elements, and then God brings each creature to the man in like a parade fashion. One by one, these creatures go by, and one by one, the human names them because God has invited the man to be a co-creator with God to use the creativity within him to name each one of these beasts, each one of these created beings. And that continues even today. Even after expulsion from the garden, the man and woman are still co-creators with God, just in an imperfect environment. We are still co-creators with God. See, that's who God has created all of us to be. Creative co-creators with God for a purpose. I believe that God has given all of us, yes, talents that we affirm, but all of us are creative, creative beings to be a part of God's creation and in bringing about God's kingdom that is yet to be fully created on this earth. Some of you might recall that last week I I quoted Carl Jung, a 20th century psychiatrist and and psychologist. He is the one that is noted for saying that it is the privilege of a lifetime to become who you truly are. Remember me saying that last week, folks, right? To remember that it is the privilege of a lifetime to become the creative person that God's created you to be is the seed that I would plant with you. To be the creative person that participates in God's coming kingdom. There's a a controversial mystic and guru and spiritual uh, teacher of the last century. His name was Osho, and, and he's credited with saying this. He said, to be creative means to be in love with life. You can be creative only if you love life enough that you want to enhance its beauty. You want to bring a little more music to it. You want to bring a little more poetry to it. You want to bring a little more dance to it. And I think that is an apropos quote for us. If, if your only goal is to love this life. But personally, I don't believe that's enough. It's not the fullness of God's coming kingdom that is expressed by this spiritual person. The kingdom of God is different than just this life. There is more to it. It is a vision of what is yet to come. Pablo Picasso once said that others have seen what is and asked why. I have seen what could be and asked, why not? Picasso saw a vision of what could be. And I believe that God has created every single one of us to see a vision of what could be in this world, that coming kingdom of God, and for us to participate as as co-creators with God. Philip Gully, who's a, a Quaker minister and writer, wrote a book titled If the Church Were Christian. And he, he wants to posit this as a, as a theory of his, that the church was created by God 
for a particular purpose, and that is to participate in the coming kingdom. But he has surmised that many of us in the church have kind of missed the mark a little. We're currently using our creativity for other things. And so he, through this book, invites the church back to its true co-creative nature, invites all of us back to that. In it, he says this, if the church were true co-creators with God, then our focus would be on Jesus as a model for living, not an object of worship. If the church were true co-creators with God, we would affirm one another's potential, and that would be more important to us than condemning our brokenness and sin. If the church were true co-creators with God, reconciliation would be valued over judgment. Gracious behavior would be more important than right belief. Inviting doubt and questions would be valued more than simply supplying answers. Encouraging personal exploration would be more important than communal uniformity. Meeting the needs of others would be more important than maintaining our institutions. Peace would be more important than power. The church would care more about love than it would sex. And if the church were true co-creators with God, this life would be more important than our vision of just the afterlife. Theodore Runyon, who is a professor of systematic theology at Candler's School of Theology, is a Wesleyan scholar who affirms that Wesley believed this as well, that we were co-creators with God and in the coming kingdom of God and says that our active involvement as a Wesley community then should look like this. If we are being co-creators with God, then we would be working for the dignity and the rights of all humans. We would be fighting poverty and systems that keep people impoverished. We would be working to secure the human rights of all people and the equal rights especially of women. Environmental stewardship would be at the core of who we are, and cooperating with other faith traditions to bring forth God's kingdom would be paramount, not trying to figure out how to destroy one another. Friends, I'm going to say this. I believe that the world is in need. The world is in need of a voice, an answer to all these divisive issues that continue to be accentuated in our culture, even exacerbated by our rhetoric. But the answer can't come in just our words, because words aren't enough. It's being co-creators, active participants in the coming kingdom of God that's going to speak volumes to the world around us. Co-creators who work towards peace, justice, and equality. Unity, that's creative work. Fighting oppression, poverty, and policies that continue these cycles is creative work. Tending towards the needs of the hungry, the thirsty, the sick, the naked, the imprisoned, that's creative work. Being intentionally conservative and responsible for this earth that God has given us, that's creative work. And I believe that a church that is acting courageously, creatively in being the church of Jesus Christ, that is the church that is helping to usher in God's coming kingdom. So here's what I hope that you hold on to this morning. Just a couple of salient points for you to converse about, remember, That some of us are very artistic, others of us maybe not so much, and yet God has created all of us to be creative. And in the story of creation, we see how God has invited all of us, humanity, to be co-creators with God 
and that that's still the invitation that God holds out today. And that today you and I, all of us, we are being invited to be co-creators in the coming kingdom of God. That our lives matter the most when we are using our creativity for God's purposes. So here's your invitation for today. Wrestle with and consider this. As you look at your life and all that fills your calendar and your day, ask yourself simply this. How am I purposefully participating in the creation of God's coming kingdom? What am I involved in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, in the month that is coming, the rest of this year? What am I involved in that's sharing my witness and my faith, that shares the message of God's love and forgiveness for all people? Where am I making time and space for that? Am I advocating for the poor, the oppressed? Am I working somehow to overturn these systems that are unjust around us? Am I diligently working to meet the needs of the poor in some way? Am I working with others simply to usher in this kingdom that is open for all people? Because when it comes to creativity and our creativity, this is who God has created us to be. Co-creators with God who craft and usher in the visionary kingdom of God. So again, I ask you, how are you using your creativity today for God's purposes? Would you join me in prayer? So merciful and gracious God, we thank you for this moment that we can center around your word to hear the story of creation and how you as the great creator have also invited us to be co-creators with you, to form and to fashion anew the world that is yet to come. To think about the words of Jesus in the Revelation who says, Behold, I make all things new. And that you want to use us to be a part of that, that coming vision. Whether it's our natural talents that you have given us to be creative or that spiritual gift that you have given us to also, we pray, O God, that every single one of us might gather together as a community in our daily lives and in our communal lives. May we work towards your great kingdom that is to come. Plant the seed of that vision in our hearts. Help us to see the picture in our mind's eye. But use our hands, our bodies, to work towards that vision. And we ask this in Christ.